1: A story of survival inspired by actual events. this is a children 's story, and the author is Deborah Bruno and Deborah joins us now on author talk. Hello, Deborah Hello, Steve. How are you today well i 'm going to read your introduction. Uh, you have written this uh, f- just as an overview for the story. You say this is a heartwarming story based in part on actual events of a lost dog trying to find his way home. The story is one of determination, love, survival, and lessons learned. Well, there's certainly a lot of reasons to write a children's story. Deborah, why did you write this one?
2: Well, Steve, I was just... So inspired by uh, my little dog, Petey, um, and the story that I was told about how he was found as a stray on the streets of uh, uh, Northern California. And um, I just wanted to share the story in the form of a children's book, and uh, as part of that, to deliver a couple of messages to children's, children and their parents alike.
1: So you have a message to children that uh, is pretty straightforward about how they need to act toward their parents.
2: Oh, yes. Yeah, first, um, first, I, I just hope that the children uh, who have access to it really, really love it and, and read it over and over again. Uh, but as, uh, as they hear the story, uh, the message is very loud and clear that uh, you really should be obe- obeying your parents and... Um, if you want to avoid going through the troubles that Petey went through in this little story, uh, you better stay close to home and listen to your mom and dad. So yeah, I think for adults, it, it might also underscore uh, the need to uh, rescue animals as opposed to purchasing animals. There are a wonderful variety of animals available for adoption in, in, in all cities.
1: What age group of children are we talking about for, for this book?
2: Well, it, it, it's um, still under discussion, but we're we're nailing down uh, six, seven, and eight year olds that really get uh, attached to the story, attached to the dog, and really understand uh,
1: what what it's all about.
2: We've read it to five year olds as well, and they seem to be in, engaged in in the story uh, as well.
1: And it also rhymes.
2: Yeah, it's a little whimsical rhyme. Um, I, I, from my own experience, I have um, found that children get more engaged when, uh, when they when they can, along with the story. So, so that's why I chose to do the rhyming.
1: Yeah, so I'll share a little bit of this. Uh, this is my story. It's called Petey's Tale. I knew I should tell it when I was in jail. Well, not quite a jail, more like a cage. I'll tell you my story when you turn the page. so it's a real cute rhyme and it rhymes and children like rhyme they they are you know they're drawn toward rhyme
2: exactly and and so that was the uh the reason for putting it together the way i did um yeah i've been told with children's books too you've got to come right out of the gate and grab their attention and so i think i've managed to accomplish that
1: and it's also illustrated very colorfully uh some great illustrations
2: Yes, the illustrator did a fabulous, fabulous job. Uh, she absolutely nailed Petey <laughs> and his expressions, and uh, I was very, very pleased with how, how the illustrations uh, came, came, came about in their final form. They're really just fabulous. I think uh, any kid is kind of love looking at these pictures.
1: Yeah, what kind of dog is Petey? Is a cute, cute dog.
2: He is a cute dog. Uh, What kind of dog? Well, (laughs) they tell me he's a um, a multi generational mutt.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But he's got a little is uh, is it? A terrier look? Little terrier?
2: Yes, he does. He does have some border terrier and uh, and dachshund.
1: Oh, okay, dachshund as well. Now you also you you also have a website.
2: Yes, I do. Um, My website is called PoundTails.com. And uh, anyone who's interested can either go to PoundTails.com or or AuthorHouse.com and purchase a copy.
1: Now, PoundTails is with an S. It sounds like there's going to be some more (laughs) tales.
2: Yes, there is another one, as a matter of fact, uh, that, that I've written. And uh, it has not been published yet, but um, we're going to put that in the coming soon category. Uh, That will be called Peep to the Rescue. Uh, And again, we're going to really hone in on uh, the importance of animal
1: rescue. Pound Tails.
2: Pound Tails. P O U N D T A L
0: E
1: S. Very good, yes. We wanted to make sure people knew how to spell it. Here's another little part of the story. When I awoke, I started to roam, turning left, then right, just looking for home. It was then he caught me, the dog catcher did. He struggled to put me in his truck with a lid. <laughs> very cute. Very, very well done. You you talk about this being a story of determination, love, survival, and lessons learned.
2: Yes, yes, I do. Um You know, when I adopted Petey uh, a couple of years back, uh, I arrived at the uh, animal shelter and uh, after having seen him on a local TV, uh, just as the story goes, there's a lot of truth in this story, um, and uh, they had told me that Petey Petey had been picked up uh, about 30 days prior and uh, had not been put up for adoption because he was uh, extremely malnourished. They had estimated him to be astray for approximately 30 days, and so uh, I try to imagine this tiny little dog uh, running around on the streets and 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 surviving. You know, managed to survive, and um, he got lucky the day they picked him up and brought him to the uh, to the uh, rescue center. And I got lucky the day I happened to be watching TV and saw his ad for adoption.
1: That must have been quite a sight when you saw him on TV.
2: I, I said, that's, that's a dog for me. and uh, I got in my car, and I drove about 90 minutes away and uh, got to the rescue center and found out he had been uh, adopted by somebody else, but that she needed uh, permission from her husband before she could go forward with the adoption. And she did not get that permission. So oh, my
1: goodness. I she went thinking, through some trauma, was, didn't she? Some trauma.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, but you know what, Steve, it was meant to be. We were meant to be
1: together, so. <laughs> so you knew right away when you saw him on TV. That's Petey. That's mine, yeah,
2: that's my dog. i got
1: to go get him. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, again, yeah. everyone, you can go to poundtails.com, that's Deborah's website, and learn all about Petey's tail and also uh, maybe some... Little bit of information about some upcoming stories as well. There, is that true?
2: Yes, that's true. Um, as I said, I've got another uh, a book written called Pete to the Rescue, and uh, that'll be coming out um, within the next few months.
1: Sounds like Pete could do a lot of things, couldn't he?
2: Yes, he sure could. <laughs> <laughs> Most importantly, he's a joy. He's just a joy.
1: Well, Deborah, how do we get your book?
2: Well, you can get my book, uh, by going to my website, uh, or you can go to the AuthorHouse.com website. You can go to, uh, BarnesandNoble.com, Borders.com, and Amazon.com. Um, so it's widely distributed and, uh, it is print on demand. So take about seven to ten days for them to print the book after you place your order, uh, and then you will receive it in the mail.
1: Well, thank you very much, Deborah, for being on Author Talk.
2: It's been my pleasure, and thank you for having me.
1: That was Deborah Bruno. She is the author of her children's book, Petey's Tale, a story of survival inspired by actual events.
0: You're listening to Author Talk. We'll be back right after these messages. It's the chance for you to hear firsthand from authors on why they write their books in their own words. It's called iUniverse Radio, hosted by Steve Jorgensen every Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 Central, on TogiNet Radio.
1: iUniverse Radio is brought to you by iUniverse, the leading book marketing, editorial services, and supported self-publishing company. iUniverse Radio, every Saturday at 4
0: p.m. Eastern, 3 Central, on TogiNet Radio. Radio with a cutting edge. It's What's Your Story with Hillary Bilbury, Friday mornings at 10 Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Author Talk, brought to you by Authorhouse. Helping authors publish, promote, and sell their books around the world. The title of the book,
1: The Cake and Cookie Closet. All Dolled up in sugar. And the author is Deborah Mosley, and Deborah joins us now on Author Talk. Hello, Deborah. Hi. Before this interview is over, we're all going to want to come to your house for a treat, I can just tell. <laughs> you, you say... Everyone
3: does. Yes, My neighbors love
1: me. I'll bet, I'll bet. You say, I love making sweets. So I guess that sums up everything, doesn't it? I, it
3: does, and, and it's something that I do every day.
1: Well, I'm going to read a little bit from your introduction just for everyone's, just for an overview so everyone kind of understands where you're coming from. Uh, You say celebrations are a way of life and a large part of my life. And we celebrate each of life's special moments a child's first birthday, an engagement, a new baby, weddings, retirements, milestones, you know, are all good reasons to have a great dessert. You love making people's favorite desserts and probably uh, love making some new ones they've never even thought of, right?
3: That's correct.
1: Well, it sounds like a lot of fun, and it sounds like it tastes real good. So tell us why you would go to this extra step of publishing your book.
3: Well, I want to establish myself as an expert. I've been making cakes and cookies and doing dessert tables for years, and people kept saying you should open your own shop. And I thought, well, I've got to establish myself as an expert, make money, do all this stuff so I can build the shop that I want to build. So this was the first step in doing that and getting my name out there, introducing my desserts to people. And, and it's been such an incredible experience so far. I just love it.
1: Well, as you say, and uh, this is an interesting way to say it, you said it's time to come out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I've been hidden for so many years. I've been uh, Washington, D.C.'s uh, best-kept secret. Oh, Unlike all right. some of the politicians in the
2: area.
1: <laughs> yes, you you are the, you know, everybody's best-kept secret. So <laughs> you learned a lot from your grandmother.
3: I did. My grandmother, Martha Clark Mosley, baked uh, all the time. And she baked cakes and cookies and biscuits, which I still have not mastered her biscuit recipe. But her cakes and, and and her desserts were just phenomenal, and I would follow around the kitchen begging to learn because my mother didn't know how to bake, and she just taught me everything she knew, and I was in seventh heaven.
1: And it's not only important to make it taste good, and and obviously that's an art, but you all you also want to make it look great, and even in people's favorite color,
3: right. That is important because when your favorite color is purple, you don't want a red cake. And you look in and go, oh, that's nice. But, you know, if it's my favorite color, it goes, wow, that's my favorite color. I mean, you took that extra step to learn more about the person. And that's what I do. I try to make each one of those cakes individual, you know, to the person that I'm making it for. And that just makes the wow in every uh, celebration because then they talk about it. I've seen, seen people recently that I haven't seen for over 20 years and they still remember the desserts I made for them. That really touches my heart because, you know, I don't even remember what cake I made for them 20-something years ago, but they still do. So that means a lot to me.
1: And we're not just talking about dessert cakes. We're also talking about cookies.
3: Yes. The decorated sugar cookies, the hats, the shoes, the purses. I mean, there are a lot of fashionistas out there. And when I started making those decorated sugar cookies, people thought, oh, that royal icing is horrible. And so I switched over to find it, which makes them look even better, and they're, they're just beautiful and delicious at the same time. So that works in, in my favor, <laughs> What I love to
4: do. So it's
1: perfect for me. Well, it sounds like we could never do this, but you want everyone to understand that you're going to help beginners and even mid-level cake decorators of how to master some new skills.
3: Yes, and I've been teaching classes all over the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area, and I am also available to travel for those who want to fly me out. <laughs> but my goal is to teach America, because this is something that's very easy to do, and uh I think that it just, it's a big hit. It's a big, it's a big uh, thing for people to learn and just keep growing because I've grown over the
1: years. Well, I like to cook, too. Are you going to leave men out of this?
3: Oh, no. Let me tell you, I have a lot of fans, and, and I'm actually working on the next book, which is for men, because so many of my uh, fans have said, hey, what about us? So I was just uh, testing out some of the sneaker cookies last weekend, so they're a hit. So I do all kinds of cookies, wedding cookies, um, Easter cookies. I did Mr. and Mrs. Bunny, which were a hit over the Easter holiday. So I'm not limited just to uh, women's cookies.
1: So we'll have a men-only book. No, but no woman is allowed to read it, right? <laughs>
3: I think they'll love that one.
1: <laughs> because as you say, you know, uh, men love to to cook and bake. Uh, to spoil their women, so you couldn't allow a woman to read this. This is our secret. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, tell us about some it's of right the. Tell us about just give us some kind of uh, sneak peek of with some of the different things that uh, are really different. Of uh, you know that that probably people haven't tasted or maybe have seen. What would you What would you uh, say? To give us a little sneak peek.
3: And Into the cake and cookie closet?
1: Right, well, right.
3: Well, the, the cakes are so, if you have someone who loves shoes, um, the chocolate shoes are so easy to make. You just mold, melt the chocolate, put it in the mold, and when it sets, you pop it out. And you can decorate those shoes all kinds of ways and present them in a beautiful box to give as a gift to someone who will think that you spent hours or a lot of money doing it. Um, the biggest part of that book is that you can take simple designs and make it look elegant, Passing them out as gifts. People will think you spent a lot of money <laughs> going places, you know, to, to do all these different intricate techniques because when you see Ace of Cakes and you see Cake Boss on TV, people go, wow, look at those designs. But when you've got training, it's easy to do. It's amazing how when you turn on that light bulb and they learn simple techniques, they can take that to do so many other things. And that's what this book will do for them.
1: And saving money is a key thing in this, a key ingredient in all of your desserts and cakes and cookies as well.
3: Yes, definitely. Because you can use the same... Uh, tools to create different designs, and that is a huge plus for me. When you you show people how to save money and and create these beautiful designs that they would probably go to a bakery and spend who knows how much to uh, buy.
1: And this book is a great resource for parents, uh, moms who are having birthday parties for their daughters.
3: Yes. I've actually gone to a couple birthday parties and taught little girls how to make the miniature doll cakes, and they've been in seven heaven because they've been able to create their own designs. Once I teach them simple techniques, I say, just expand what I just taught you and just be creative, and they love that. And so that's a whole other market that's opened up for me since I published this book that probably wouldn't have happened had I not published the book.
1: What kind of an expense are we talking about to get the right tools and equipment for making the things that you're talking about?
3: Not much. I think less than $20. You can get a couple of the tools in that book and do a lot of the designs. So that's what I love. Not being able to go out and spend, not having to go out and spend hundreds of dollars to start a new uh, uh, craft and learn things. And, And, you know, you just use a couple simple techniques and go from there
1: now you have a blog that has other recipes and designs uh, because you didn't put them all in your book you just picked out what you thought were the most uh just the right ones for your book but you also have more on your blog what is your blog
3: well it's actually uh still in the works it's going to be on my uh cake and cookie closet website um within the next week actually and it's going to be part of uh, a new thing that I'm doing to send out this newsletter blog um, with more designs and recipes for people to try, because I'm always trying new designs, and I love to share. So I think that this is a great opportunity for me to meet even more people. I get emails from people asking for ideas on uh, First Communions and all other uh, Weddings and bridal showers and baby showers. And so it's a great way for me to share even more of my techniques.
1: What is your website?
3: It's thecakeandcookiecloset.com. Thecakeandcookiecloset.com.
1: Very good. Now you're searching for a baker to help you to expand the, your whole service.
3: Yes, because I get a lot of calls from people who love the designs in the book but they don't want to make them. They want to buy them. And so that's another opportunity for me to bring these designs to market because last year when I was testing out the designs, I shipped them all over the United States, and I started getting calls from people wanting to buy them. So I left. I said, no, these are the designs for the book, and then I realized this is a whole other opportunity to open up for me.
1: What were the more popular designs?
3: The dresses, the shoes, and the hats, and the miniature hat cupcakes.
1: So these were not only for little girls, uh, these kinds of designs, but for grown women.
3: Grown women are amazed. I was at a networking event a couple weeks ago, and I had a chocolate doll cake, um, a miniature hat cupcakes, and all kinds of cookies. And I think every woman in that room came over to the table. That chocolate frosting, I think the smell of it drew them, but when they got there, they were just amazed at all of the designs. So I got a lot of feedback from that.
1: How do we get your book? Please tell us, Deborah.
3: You can go to my website, thecakeandcookiecloset.com, or Amazon.com has it, and I believe it'll be in the bookstores uh, later this month.
1: Well, we appreciate you being here on Author Talk. Very interesting, and uh, you just need to come to everybody's house and make these desserts for us.
3: (laughs) I think I'll ship you some of my uh, (laughs) uh, new design so you can see what I've been working on.
1: That was Deborah Mosley. She is the author of her book, The Cake and Cookie Closet, All Dolled Up in Sugar.
0: You're listening to Author Talk. We'll be back right after these messages. Maybe if I write a book, it will be the thing that keeps me alive. Those are the troubled words of a new 16-year-old author with her first thought-provoking book, What Gives?, published by Togi Entertainment. The author kept a diary during her dark teenage times, which turned into a 360-page suicide note with a happy ending. Texas Monthly describes teen author Chelsea Marie and her new book, What Gives?, in this provocative way. We've plunged from page to page, not because of the young diarist's despondency. Depression is not especially attractive or compelling but because we are fascinated to see that while she is fending off demons on one hand, she is writing verse with the other. What Gives is available at whatgivesbook.com and national bookstores. Readers of What Gives are giving wave reviews. All social scientists, teachers, and students should use this book as a learning tool. What Gives is available at whatgivesbook.com and national bookstores. The American Rock and Roll count. Welcome back to Author Talk, brought to you by Author House, helping authors publish, promote, and sell their books around the world.
1: The title of the book, Financial Planning on Your Own, with a subtitle, The Simple Way to Gain Control of Your Money and Financial Independence. And the author is David Mendez, and David joins us now on Author Talk. Hello, David.
4: Hi, Steve. Good morning.
1: Financial planning in a simple way, those are uh, strong words, and we'd all like to believe that maybe we could gain control of our money and have financial independence. And the way the world is going, it's changing so fast, and there seems to be corruption everywhere. Uh, Let me just read a few lines that you have written concerning your book. You say this, Will you agree that everybody needs help with their finances? However, most people won't talk about it out loud or seek help out of shame or lack of knowledge. This book has all the tools to put you on track at any stage of your life, and that if you seek help in the future, you will give you. It, and if you seek help in the future, it will give you sufficient information that nobody will take you for a ride. So you have the kind of book that uh, you're. Helping people to set goals, to be on track, as you say, get your finances in order, save and invest, uh, keep track of your goals and progress. And it's not a get rich quicks kind of uh, book, or, uh, you know, it doesn't give you the latest scoop on trading, and there's very few books out there like this. But this kind of book, you believe, can really help us in a very methodical Planned patient way, correct?
4: That's correct, Steve. Um, I don't think there's a quick fix for uh, anything, and especially uh, when you're planning for your future. Uh, people have to take uh, steps, uh, careful steps, uh, all the way. And uh, the best way to do it, through my experience over these years, is, is uh, through planning. Uh, when you have a plan, and, and you get hit by uh, life, you know, life changes every day. So um, you have a, you lose your job, or you move. Having a plan always helps you to get back on track faster than if you don't have one.
1: Your book takes into account all the different things that uh, have happened in the past few years, and it is, from your point of view, a realistic approach and not business as usual.
4: That's correct. Uh, we're trying to go back to basics.
1: Uh,
4: and, um, there's always, uh, if you have a problem and you, you gather uh, 10, 20 experts, you will have 10, 20 solutions uh, because there's so many products outside. There's so much information now with the Internet and, and, and with all these uh, products that companies come up from. But when you um, take the, the the little things that they just change uh, to make it marketable, there's only um, three or four things really uh, out there. Uh, we go on a tax base because, you know, tax-wise, the IRS only considers three or four things you can do and they just diversify in 20,000 products. So what we're doing is going back to basics so people have the fundamentals and we believe and I believe uh strongly that um, the fundamentals will take people in a in a slow pace, but, but there you know and it's better to gain 3 4 5% a year through 30 years than gaining 20% in 3 years and then losing 60. You know, that, that, that That's what had, has, uh, happened on the last uh, decade or so. People well, you, made a lot of money, but they lost uh,
1: quite a bit. Well, you say that back in uh, early 2007, there were unmistakable signs on where the economy would be in 12 months. And uh, of course, there was a lot of risky behavior in the financial industry. And you wanted to really address that. You wanted to take care of your clients in a way that dress, addressed all this questionable behavior in the market. And of course, it's become so much clearer now. Here it is, 2010, and now we can, of course, right. Uh, it's uh, hindsight's always 2020. It is.
4: It is. It's. It's. It's, it's, it's always um, funny when you bet to you know for the for the wrong horse, and then the wrong horse wins, uh, you, seem like, so you seem like a genius. But really, uh, the thing is, in this case, uh, and as I, I, I say on the book, uh, what really surprised me was the amount of people that were surprised that there was that this happened in, in mid-2008. Um, uh, you know, the, the signs were there, uh, a low interest rates, uh, subprime lending all over the place, the regulation on, on, on the financial markets uh, like never before. Uh, and people, um, we're humans. We all behave, we all want what we want, and uh, sometimes we do that uh, by a, by our own means, and sometimes we do it uh, hurting others, and I think people took risk. It's very simple and it's very easy to fall into that crack and, and, and take risk with, with money that is not yours because, uh, you know, I, I saw financial advisors taking good care of their portfolios, but when it came to the clients, they were really risky, and 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 so it's because it's easy. I, I think it is. It, it is easy to to make uh, risky bets when the money is not yours, and with all the disclosures and legal, um, you know, uh, loopholes there, um, they got away with it. Uh, and and people, well, you sign, you know, you sign. And I told you there were risks and risks and loss of capital. It's it's one of the risks. And 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 they wash their hands, you know, going out of this. So. Um, I, I had a lot of clients, and I tried with my coworkers, I tried with leadership in, in where I worked to you know, let them know my, my, my concerns. Um, funny thing, my clients were sometimes the ones that resisted the most because they wanted to keep making money. and I thought, this is going to stop." And then you know, if we, we need to position ourselves for that downturn, some of them listened, and then they were better off.
1: You say that your book is a simple way to gain control of your money and financial independence. Help us understand how this is a simple step-by-step procedure or a thinking process or evaluation process. How, help help us understand that statement, because that's a very strong statement.
4: It is. We we took it, um, you know, as you know, when, when you're an expert in some subject, it's very easy, easily um uh, it's very easy when, when you go off, off board and start talking about, uh, you know, curves and alphas and betas and, you know, all, all these things that people won't understand. So we had to put it in plain English. Uh, and, and, and again, uh, take all the hay out and leave the fundamentals. Because when, when, when it comes to financial planning or, or taking order um, of your finances, it's, it is a very simple five, four step uh, thing. And the first thing we, we encourage people in the book, Believe it or not, it's um, doing a budget, which it sounds simple, but um, 80% of my clients that I've uh, known from, from the years, when I first sit down with them, they didn't have a budget. And when you do a budget, you realize where your money is going to. And it's the first way to organize your finances. Uh, second step would be to have your goals, uh, set up goals, uh, short-term, midterm, and, and long-term. Uh, and how much money you will need to accomplish them. Uh, the book will help them calculate, uh, exactly what, how and where to save, how much they need to save. Um, and again, uh, it is, it is, uh, it takes them by the hand because once you set up your goals, would it be retirement, would it be, um, education savings, or, uh, simple, um, Short-term goals, like say, you know, oh, we want to go to Europe in the next couple of years. Well, how much do you need? You know, let's, let's make a budget for that. Let's save 100 bucks a year, uh, month or 150 bucks a month, whatever that may be. We help them calculate that, and, and that's the, the, the part of control. They take the control of making their own decisions of how much to save. Uh, we simplify the math for them very much. Our book uh, comes with an um, interactive CD that will allow them in, in a computer to make those calculations, which are usually very complicated, in a very simple way. So, um, again, this is about uh, informing people and educating people uh, so they can take that, that control towards whatever their goals are, because we are all different. So a, a one-size-fits-all doesn't work in this. I think uh, every plan has to be different. And as you and I were talking before the, the show... Um, these financial planning companies, all of them, yeah, they, they work out of drafts. They, they already have everything pre-filled, and they just put the name of someone. And they have two or three models of planning, uh, planning um, levels, and they just throw it at you with your name and nice graphs. And it's really just a marketing tool for them for them to sell their stuff. It's it's not really that customized as, as they want to to sound, you know.
1: You say that most Americans are in denial about how bad their finances are.
4: Uh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah. I think I think it is, uh, and it's funny after the crisis. Before the crisis was was not even an issue because when you told people, hey, you know, you're spending more, living beyond your means, it didn't feel like it because credit was cheap and, and they could afford basically everything they wanted. So <laughs> uh, now that uh, all this comes. Down and and you meet with people and we and people come in and say, hey, we're losing our house. Uh, my husband lost his job. We're half the income we were a year before. And you tell them, you know, you need to start sitting down, make a budget. Um, sometimes I ask them, you know, how much you spend on this, on this, on that, and oh, well, we spend three, four hundred dollars a week in in dining out. Well, maybe we should start there. <laughs> well, let's try to go <laughs> home. You know, cut back on the right. expenses outside. No, oh, no, no. We couldn't do that. That's, that's our only, that's our only escape from work. I understand it, and, and, and you know, believe me, uh, you need to have your fun money. Uh, we talk in the book about the. Fun, I talk about the book, in the book about the fun money. Uh, you always have to need to have a fun uh, savings, you know, so, so you can go on vacation, so you can do things. So uh, they are in denial. They, they say, well, we don't. Maybe no, nobody wants to sit down and plan and and go through the process of the book and realize how, you know, the bad shape they're in. And if you realize how, how in bad shape uh, you're in, sometimes that could lead to, to being more, uh, uh, I don't want to use the word depressed, but you get depressed and say, oh, my God, I didn't realize we were in bad shape. But that's part of a process, and we explain that. You know, you have to realize that you're in bad shape to change things. Otherwise, you will not change them because you're just, you know, uh, putting makeup over uh over this this gaps on your on your budget or on your finances, and the sooner you do it, the better. So that's the denial part. I think I think that the people don't realize how in, you know the bad shit there are, and and then, again, it will come to acceptance because things are not getting better. It will take another year or so to get a little bit up up on the upside um, as a general economy. I'm not talking about the stock market, people go to the stock market and say, Oh, the stock market's up. Yeah, well the real economy's not. And the real economy is going to take another twelve, fourteen months to go up. So uh, that's that's my personal opinion. So we have to prepare for that, you know.
1: You say that your book is intended for people economically active. Now who are the people economically active? I know that we
4: I, I discussed with the editor. What with with that term? Nobody likes that term. To um, make <laughs> the active that you are actually generating money, um, that you actually have a job, uh, that you actually have because it's it's fun to plan and you can make a budget and make a plan and say, oh, I need to save five hundred a, a month for my retirement. But but if you're not generating money, and you're not. Uh, and, and this is mostly with students because we go to colleges and, and high schools. And high school kids are not economically active. They get their allowances from their friends <laughs> if they get something. Uh so uh, when I talk of economic the is people that are starting to save uh sorry, to work and generate income. Um basically that's that's what we meant uh what I, what I tried to mean that there. Um and you can be single, you can be married, you can be you know, with your first children or the third one. You can even be someone that has worked for, you know, in your mid 40s and and you have savings and you have this and that and you don't know if that 401k, you know, it's properly invested or if you're doing the right thing with your savings. We explain that on the book also, how to um, take whatever you have. If you have nothing, that's perfect. You can start from, from scratch. But if you have something already set up, just revise it and say, you know, what I'm doing is correct or not. And again, it's 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 based on my experience with my clients over the years, and um, we try to give the the, the the reader the information so they can make the decision. We're not pushing any products, we're not pushing any uh, thing in particular. We're just telling them, you know, uh, if you want to save for the retirement, these are the three places you can save, um, and these are the advantages and the disadvantages of each. Line of, uh, and again I don't want to call them products, but uh, you know an IRA is an IRA, and, and banks call them differently from investment companies and Fidelity and all this. You know, everybody changed the name to be to make it marketable. But um, tax-wise, it's it's an IRA, and it's the same thing for everybody. It, it reacts the same way. So if people know the advantages and the disadvantages of an IRA versus, let's say, a Roth IRA. Maybe they can having that information will allow them to make a decision what's better for them uh, because I think people know better and, and it's just a little bit of sitting down and and spending time on this
1: uh, david you have we have about a minute left uh, How do we get your okay. book?
4: Uh, there are several ways um, one of the the, and the way I suggest is going to our page, which is www dot dot com And uh, that's all together, in those spaces. Uh, And then they can get the book there with our interactive CDs. And they can even get our modules. We have modules um, regarding every subject, retirement, education, investing, that they can buy separately if they want to know more about the subject because not everybody needs everything. So um, get the starting kit, read the book, go to the CD, the interactive CD, and then decide what you need you know where in your staging life where are you and um what uh, extra modules do you would like to take um we'll have the information there about seminars locally and 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 we're going you know around the country so um i'm sure people can get everything there and that's a way they can get in uh, amazon.com also in Barnes and nobles of course uh, and on their web
1: pages. Well, David, we want to thank you for being on Author Talk. Very insightful and really important you, for the times. That's for sure. Very beneficial. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. That was David Mendez. He is the author of his book, Financial Planning on Your Own The Simple Way to Gain Control of Your Money and Financial Independence.